Let's start off in Nigeria. The Nigerian National Petroleum Company secured five billion U.S. dollars funding from AfriSim Bank. Exactly, Elvis. This is remember. This is now for upstream investments. Nigeria is a major oil producer, but it has always had problems. And the Petroleum Industry Act that came into effect means now the regulatory environment is much clearer. You and I might have spoken about this long ago. When President Buhari came into office, I suspected this was going to happen because he knows the NNPC, he knows Nigeria's oil industry. And he might be seen as a frail old man by some people, but he understands the industry because he was the inaugural chairman of the NNPC when it was formed in the 70s. And so he understands the dynamics, and that's why it's a good thing. But also remember that the $19 billion refinery by the Dangote Group means now that downstream there will be a lot of refinery. Nigeria will be able to export petroleum to its neighboring countries, let alone meet its domestic requirements. This is the best time for the NNPC, the Public Limited Liability Company, to be raising this kind of money because it needs to sharpen the game upstream so that it can have enough consistency of supply of petroleum to the downstream activity once the refinery by Dangote comes into effect in the second half of this year. And good news, the United Arab Emirates, they lift the flight restrictions on Nigeria as well as 11 other African countries. And this is it. If you remember that Dubai is, is probably the world's busiest airport by passenger traffic, and it accounts for, for a large chunk of the passengers because of the airlines like Qatar Airways, the other one being Etihad, and the other one being the bigger, even bigger Emirates airline. So with the traffic that goes through that country, or particularly Dubai and Abu Dhabi in the United Arab Emirates, you you have have a sense that if you have restrictions there, you might as well have put restrictions on world travel. So since the December 25th or so, when the Omicron virus was the variant was the biggest concern of the international community, the, the ban meant we froze world travel, and it's, it's, it's a good thing to reopen this, because without international travel, even though we think we have gone virtual and we can run Zoom meetings, tourism and eventing and conferencing, all those are part of the world travel and by lifting this travel perhaps maybe just maybe we might be starting to see an uptick in the recovery the economic recovery of the world now a few years ago when i visited rwanda gigali uh, it was uh, fairly safe because i walked the streets and there was no problems now rwanda is now the sixth safest country for solo travelers according to the new survey you know it's, it's a survey called use bounce Elvis, I'm tired of talking about Rwanda because then <laughs> it sounds it sounds like you are a paid spokesperson and yet all I'm saying, I'm glad you are talking about when you went there because then you don't need anybody to tell you. You don't need anybody to convince you that in Africa it's the most is the safest. And I'm talking about a woman being able to walk in a place like, I don't know, Zanian, which is which is quite tropical in its vegetation, and, and feel safe 100% with their phone, with their handbag. And it's because it's not accidental. The country coming from the genocide of 94 invested heavily in security. It actively went out of its way to make itself a tourist hub, rebuilt their own tourist attraction centers, and as a result, they know 
that if they are safe, all the other aspects of life in Rwanda will fall into place. In, in a survey, I think, of 2018 or so, in addition to this one, 88% of the people of Rwanda said, said they were safe, felt safe to walk around at night. There's no other country in Africa that people can have that high number, high number of, of people. You know, you're talking, you're talking a large amount of safety. And when you're safe, you know here in South Africa, you can do just about anything, business, thrive, social quality of life improves, and people are able to interact with one another better. So there you have it. We keep saying it. Rwanda can teach Africa a lot. And those who are still not looking at it are just going to hold us back.